When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good evening, and welcome to the Scotch Rugby Podcast. I'm your host for tonight, Dick Splash. Nah, I'm just joking. Sorry, it's uh, Ian He here with the Scottish Rugby Podcast. Um, I'm on hosting duties, um, sailing the good ship through the post-Black Seas. Uh, and obviously, we have something quite major to talk about tonight. Uh, delighted to say that on the ship with me, manning the cannons, Craig Manson. How are you, Craig? Um, I am, as we've discussed, enjoying a wave of alcohol and non-frustration tonight, so I'm a happy guy. Excellent, that's what we like to hear. Um, and uh, navigating, uh, helping me here steer the ship, uh, is Johnny McGinty, he's doing all the tech work. How are you, Johnny? I'm good. I have to say Cannonball Craig's a much cooler nickname than mine, but I'll, I'll suck it up for this one, I suppose. You know, it's a work on. Uh, we can we can deal with that afterwards. Um, so obviously, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, I think we've got some we've got a few viewers. Uh, you might notice I look a bit brighter. Hopefully, I sound better as well. I've, I've splashed out in some new kit. Um, so yeah, I had a, a knackered headset previously, uh, one ear, which I think I cut the the broken one off on ear, sort of Rambo style. Um, so hopefully, everything sounds better, uh, quality wise content not sure about um but obviously we have we've got a few things to talk about we're going to go to some sort of the the stories of the week later on but uh we know what you're here for the main pudding the calcutta cup uh give the people what we want you know i'm just back from the holidays in america and we skipped starters because of portion size um so craig i'm going to start with you on this uh now we went into the game as favourites, quite surprisingly. I had been unerringly confident, which is usually a bad sign, um, even from the squad announcements. Uh, I was watching the game with Rona, who was starting to panic after five minutes. Obviously, we could see the try. My panic didn't come on until a bit later. Uh, but how, how did you feel after the first, the opening 19 minutes before the big breakthrough? Yeah, um, it's it's an odd one. Um, uh, to be perfectly honest, um, I remember sitting in. Um, uh, I was going to say the, the the Millennium, but it's the Principality with a certain Cameron Black and a certain Johnny McGin- Jonathan McGinty, and uh, seeing that's the most relaxed. First, that's the most relaxed first half of a rugby game I've watched Scotland play in my entire life. And so I was after after the end of that game and the sphincter tightening end of that game, I kind of got to that point where I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to celebrate this um, this uh, favourites tag, and I'm going to be nervous all the way through. And I was driving home from work uh, when the game started, and I had the radio on, and let's just say it was uh, I. 
the the toys had been thrown out of the pram already for within the next first ten minutes because I've decided, yep, I knew it. We're going to just throw this away. What a bunch, you know. And I'd gone off on one in the car on my own. Arrived at my friend's house um, with a group of friends who were all watching the game and all drinking, and they were all like happy go lucky. And I'm like, what are you all happy go lucky? And they said, have you not seen the score? And so it was a little bit, you know, um, I was a little bit more pleasantly surprised. I think just as you say, we've got a settled squad. We are riding a sort of a, 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 a crest of a wave with um, with with some phenomenal skill within the team, and also, um, I think it was Julian actually who had said, or one of us had said, after the game, you know, what we have to understand is that England are no longer to be held up as one of the top rugby teams in the world they are now in amongst the rest of us this hoi polloi of um uh you know uh, non-premiership clubs um that are trying to get into the premiership if you understand what i mean and i think we aren't we don't have to fear england anymore we don't have to worry about england anymore if they win they win because they've played a very very good game and, and we've had a hard game with them but when we win we deserve it instead of either lucking out or we've come up against this or we've come up against that or we're here. We actually went out and actually showed our dominance and showed our ability against England and I'm very, very happy about it. Um, so, Johnny, the first try, it's a competent set-piece move by England. Um, were you concerned? By how Scotland started, because it wasn't just that game. Uh, both sides were very poor in that first opening quarter. I would think. I would say. Yeah, I I was sitting at home watching it, and I'm I'm a bit unlike Craig. Um, one of my pals texted me as, as soon as England scored and said that that's the game plan out the window. But from what I saw in the first few minutes, and I know this is really easy to say, like three days after the game, and quite convincing win but even after that first quick try at no point did I think England were going to win that game like yeah their, their set piece was competent you're right is the best word to use for that score I think Scotland were maybe still settling in I think it looked to me like England had to work really hard for everything that they got and Scotland just looked a lot more dangerous and so even when they did go up a bit and when my pal said, oh, I think our game plan will be at the window, we'll be chasing the game, I was thinking, I don't actually think we will. I th think we are still fairly comfortable here. I don't think we looked at all, even all that rattled, to be honest, by England scoring. And I, there wasn't a second when I sat there thinking, I reckon England are about to win this game. I was I was fairly confident that Scotland had under control, even after they went behind. So um, after a couple of the usual kind of set-piece malfunctions, the try came. Uh, I mean, it just just we got the do hand show after that, didn't we? Uh, the first one, and a lot of weird was England's blitz defence, uh, and I think it we unpicked that lock there with two Pilotos, like wait wait delay of the pass straight behind the huge Jones. Uh, you know, this I think was the major thing. England had tried to throw some fancy passes, do some phase work. They don't have the strike quality that Scotland do. Uh, Johnny, what did you make of that try? Um, 
kind of blow my own trumpet a little bit because you you guys were there to see that I think at about yes. quarter past four in our group yeah. chat, I did say, I think this has got a big game for Hugh Jones written all over it because I think what we're going to try and do is get outside the blitz defence and let him work on the space of the 13 channel. And then after that try, which to be fair, was a lot more to do with Siori's delay and the way he squared his shoulders uh, than it was with the work that, that Hugh Jones did with the ball once he got it. But that was clearly Scotland's tactic, was let the blitz come and go over the top. We had Hugh Jones and, and Duhan van der Merwe outside of the blitz. And once you get those two in a bit of space, I think you're in, as England found out, you're in serious trouble. Yeah, Hugh Jones off the floor. It was kind of like um, Finn Russell against uh, Sam Johnson against Ireland. See, Townsend was very, uh, after post-match, he was very praising of what Van der was line for cutting onto that. Um, I think we might talk about, I mean, I've not bothered reading the article because I'm sick of it. You know, the, the do-hand, <laughs> should he be eligible for the nonsense? Um, but I think that shows how much of a smarter rugby player he's become uh, by choosing that kind of line. Yeah, I would agree. Um, and that's and that's the sort of thing that you get from working on it. Do you know what I mean? And and that's obviously something that he's done from being in the Scotland system. That was that was one thing about Scotland on on Saturday was they looked very well drilled. The system worked really well. And actually, I would say if you if people haven't seen it, um, if you're interested in that sort of thing, which Craig and I obviously are, um, the SRU Game Development X account put a tweet out or a post, whatever it's called. Now I get my words wrong um showing it was called the blueprint in action the video that they showed on monday afternoon i think it was which was really interesting because it showed obviously we we're all taught from the sru from our coaching courses uh to to teach certain parts of the scottish way at certain times for different age groups and what they did in this video that they put out on monday afternoon was they showed the team on saturday doing some of the stuff that we are taught to coach certain age groups to do and one of the things that they showed was quick or quick organization and working off the deck and using that clip as an example which is something that i think it's in the under 16s blueprint but if you haven't seen the video it's well worth checking out especially if you are involved in coaching or interested in it it's, it's a really interesting video i'm sure we can stick that uh, on some x or tweet links whatever uh Craig, then uh, Craig, then the second try. Um, I mean, Duhan. Is there any other player in the world you think you could finish like that? Um, yeah, but he's got hip injury at the moment, um, and uh, he's not. Uh, um, he's not. Um, mind you, he wasn't on that side. He not. He's not normally on that side. So I suppose I don't know whether he'd get the opportunity to. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to. I don't want to take anything away from Duhan. Um, I think that that second try, he, you know, he used his pace, etc. I'm not sure about this whole diving, going right to the edge of the line and diving with his legs out when there's nobody anywhere near him. Uh, I'm not entirely sure because he's done that a couple of times. He's gone right to the corner flag, um, but on the other side of things, I think he. I've been screaming for him to use his pace and to run, um, run and not, not slow up, not think about it too much. Um, and I think that that's come through with that second try. Um, he, so he, he saw Ben Earl in front of him and thought, 
there's no chance I'm going to run into a forward. Um, I'm going to run round him and I'm going to use my pace. And he did that. So I I think he's, you know, just as you talked about, he's, he's, he's rugby smarts. He's, started, he's, he's becoming a, a far smarter rugby player. Um, and he used his pace, which is, which is what I've been screaming out for him to do. So, yeah, um, do uh, I'm, I'm very pleased with that. Yeah, so half time we went in 17. There was no exchange of uh, well, Russell got a penalty pretty much straight after. You hope Scotland really kick on, but then George Forrest knocked over a drop goal. Uh, given how little possession Scotland had had, especially in that opening 20 minutes, apart from the well, the moment of the first moment of magic, but even then we weren't uh, consistent with the ball in hand. Do you think we were lucky to be going in? with the lead and also how much even though we're saying Scotland were, were poor do you think England how much praise would you give England because even though we've said they're fortunate to, to be where they were at the World Cup they, they've been grinding out results yeah I, I don't know if lucky is the word I would use um, Sam will be able Sam Lerner will be able to make sure I'm, I'm either right or wrong on this but in terms of points per 22 visit I think that must be one of the most successful displays we've seen from anyone in a long time. I think I think Scotland were Scotland were seventeen points from three visits on the, on Saturday in the first half, yeah. and it's that sort of so that's been missing from Scotland. Yeah, and yeah, and Scotland's was up at like six and a bit, um, yeah. or close to six, and that is, you know, if you could be clinical like that when you get when you get the ball, and then you're going to score then it makes it really, really difficult to play with someone. And and Scotland, very often on Saturday, when they had the ball, looked like they could score, which which England, to be honest, didn't really. So, um, Craig, like after the... Uh, I mean, Doohan's try came from Ford, a Ford to Furbank pants that didn't go to hand. And just a minute, well, not even a, about a minute before that, the same attempted link-up. The same result had happened, only Darge wasn't able to get the ball away. Um, I, mean, I hate to agree with Andrew Good, um, but uh, he'd called uh, we while ago f- that some of the old heads need cleared out. England just seems so stuck in a rut at the moment. Um, I mean, uh, where, where do you rate them? You see, this is the thing. Um, it's the it's the we we're almost heading the same way, but it's the it's the it's the Sexton, the Farrell sort of juxtaposition that these these tens that are in place that are guiding the game, they're in place for a long time and they get to a point where there's no nobody you know, nobody's coming along behind them or nobody's getting the opportunity to come through them and get and actually show their show their ability. The big problem you have is that uh, England had that opportunity with Marcus Smith, but unfortunately they focused so much on Marcus Smith that no matter what he did, it was going to be disappointing. Um, he had he, he Marcus Smith is very much a um, a player for Harlequins, um, and he and he plays incredibly well with Harlequins because they they embrace the sort of the the chaos that a club can can afford to do, but. At international level, you can't have the level of chaos that that they look at that, that they, they play with the Harlequins. I think, just as you have uh, alluded to, I hate agreeing with Andy Good as well. But I do think that 
um, Steve Borthwick needed to clear house after the after uh, before the World Cup and actually start bringing in some younger players, um, a lot of younger players. Um, how Finn Smith has not had a start yet, I don't know why, um, because he's brought in um, Mitchell, he's brought in um, uh, what's the the other player from um, Northampton seems uh, Dingwall, and they're performing well within the England squad. Why did why did you know you bring in Finn Finn Smith? You've got a backline that's played regularly. Um, he brought Furbank in. If, if Furbank was involved with the same with the same ten that he's used to playing with week in week out, week out, there's a there's an ability to spark something. He's at the st- we talk about we hate talking about World Cup cycles, but you know, he's at the start of a World Cup cycle. He needs to bring these players in. You know, when George Ford kicked that that um that drop goal over, it was a as Johnny was talking about, um having a fairly secure sense of ourselves that we're going to do the job well this weekend. When George Ford decided to put that ball over, I knew they were clutching at straws and they were beaten even at that point because they're having to right. George Ford's going to have to put a ball over. You know, right. We're going to what we're going to do now. Do is we're going to score. You know, take take as many points as we possibly can because Scotland are here to play. And they just couldn't. They they couldn't do very much with their attack. So let's start putting balls over. You know. Yeah, they were sort of picking up scraps, um, and well. Fortunately, Scotland picked up a scrap uh, off the line out. Scott Cummings, who was, uh, I saw some of the stats on Twitter, he had a pretty good game. Um, both the locker room boys did. Uh, but obviously, first up in the second half, uh, this unfortunate sight of two Palotto going off. Um, sort of, I wouldn't say a positive, but um, the silver lining was the minute Cameron Redpath came on. So uh, instead of Huey Palotto, uh, we ended up with uh, Rushpath. Um, and Cameron Redpath uh, obviously did well, set up the uh, Duhans hat trick. Slightly fortuitous, but um, Craig, it was a Scotland counter attack in its best, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think, I think there's, there's two ways to look at it. Yes, I, I agree that there was, there was a a fortuitous break because he ran in between two Scotland players um, and uh, after securing that ball that we were going backwards and that, that backwards ball is square. I know Edinburgh um, and Scotland have regularly struggled with because that's when the penalties come. But what what I was what I I was far more encouraged with and I was I was um, happier with was the fact that yes we the transition that we had was fortuitous, but we actually then controlled it. And it wasn't, um, you know, we didn't go all, you know, all guns blazing, like, you know, um, what's the word? Um, this this person's going to do the job and they're going to run and run and run. And like Redpath got to a point where he realised he was going to have to, instead of a crazy offload onto the floor, recycle it, there was someone there to protect him. And then Finn got the ball out and... They saw the gap was open and he put the ball over on on a dime for um, for Duhan's third, and no wonder Duhan went over the uh, over the whitewash 
with us, and he couldn't stop himself from smiling because that that ball just came, was perfect. He, he, you know, like I, I'm not going to I'm not going to blow smoke up my arse, but I could have run that one in. You know, it was a it was an absolutely beautiful beautiful kick. But it, but from for what what I was trying to say, um, apart from the bravado about how fantastic I am on the wing, um, it was what I'm trying to say is that we controlled it. We saw what was there. We put the ball. Now, if we'd had that against France, there'd be a difference. We'd be talking about a different championship just now. Um, and I think they've uh, they, they, they've really shown a fantastic uh, fantastic control um, over uh, over the weekend against England. Yeah, so one of the highlights I think of that um, attack was he like said Ben Redpath took the bottle deck. Uh, ben White's clear out was was excellent. Um, mm. No, you would expect if it's a half-back combo creating that try, he'd be the one passing to Finn Russell. But it's just clear it was excellent. Um, Johnny, Ben White overall, though, uh, what, what did you make of his game? Um, I think somebody's kick has been a bit too long. He's, he really seems a bit slow, perhaps. I think, I think his kicking possibly could be a little bit better. Um. I think, like you say, it, it is just a bit of the length. I think the kick chase kind of saves him a little bit because the kick chase has been one of our strengths this tournament so far, I would say. Um, I think the speed thing is this sort of like weird poison chalice that, that every Scottish scrum half in, in the world has ever had. You know, when we had Greg Laidlaw... Uh, he was too slow and Ali Price was waiting on the bench to come out and be fast. And then we had Ali Price and he was too slow and Ben White was waiting on the bench to come out and be fast. And now we've got Ben White and he's too slow and George Horn's waiting to come on and he's even faster. And I think, I don't know if it's like some sort of weird like collective myth that we've got going. I don't think he is particularly slow. I think in this situation, this circumstance, maybe, maybe George Horn is especially fast. But I think, you know, he Ben White links up well with Finn Russell. And, you know, we spoke about it for the try. There was there was a few times on Saturday when he got he got stuck right in um in the clear out. Now that that can be a positive or a negative for a scrum half. Uh Craig and I have played with a scrum half who who love to get stuck into a clear out. And obviously you're then left without a scrum half. Um but I don't think to be honest that we even really noticed that very much on Saturday because there were one thing about the Scotland performance is that there were people there ready to put their hand up and, and get involved and get jobs done. You, you saw in the first half when Ben White was stuck at the bottom of a ruck for quite a long time when Scotland were attacking, Finn jumped in and you could see him directing traffic and jumping in at nine and, in fact, still trying to do it when Ben White was, was back on his feet. So I think it can be a bit of an issue how keen he is to get over the top of a ball, but as long as there are people around that are still happy to do the job and, and keep the speed up, it's, it's good to have a scrum half that gets stuck into that, I think. Yeah, I mean, him and Russell, the top the, the kicking charts before the game, and I think they've probably added to that as well. Uh, yeah, it was just maybe a, a slight technical issue on that time with White. And like you said as well, like we're always worrying about Scotland scrum half becoming too slow, and then one gets too fast, it's like, wait, call up Greg Laidlaw again, that'll uh, fix that. <laughs> Um, would you see? Uh, so Jamie Ritchie and George Turner went off at 52 minutes. Um, do you think that was anything to do with how they 
performed or was it a tactical switch? Because Richie is like I he's think... not, because he's now on the cusp. You know, had he done enough? And Christie is obviously champing at the bit. Yeah, with Richie, I certainly think it probably was tactical because that because Andy Christie does bring a different sort of thing, especially when it comes to closing out games. With George Turner, you're never sure because George Turner has a reputation certainly for for being quite injury prone and picking up a knock, and so. With you and Ashman there, we've we've got sort of like a one and one A at Hooker because I think Ashman there wasn't really a massive drop in quality when he came on. So whether it's it's maybe a bit of a protection thing for George Turner more than than sort of performance or tactics where where they're thinking let's get him off and make sure that he's still fit for the next game. We know that Ashman could do the job. Whether it's maybe a little bit of that certainly with with Jamie Ritchie and Andy Christie, I think that was a, a tactics thing because. Andy Christie's going to bring a defensive wall in the back row, and and that's what you need when you're trying to close a game out. Like yeah, and then um, Craig, uh, the props were taken off at the, the hour mark. Uh, obviously, this is one thing you love. Um, now, there was the incident early on where Xander went off because the the mouth guard uh, pinged. We're going to talk about this later on in the Patreon, uh, yeah. a bit more depth. Um, and then Miller Mills came on. Uh, he got pinged at the first scrum. Uh, what did you well? What did you make of the props performances? And what do you think in that little that Miller Mills cameo at first? Because I thought he was a bit hard done by. Yeah, I, I think the um, no, he was up. He was up against um, Genge. Uh, Genge, wasn't he? And Genge said it was a non-straight arm. Yeah, but you know, Brace trying to trying to uh, referee a scrum. Uh, come on, you know, is uh, is uh, all these referees that I love the fact that the referees come in and then the guys are all sitting up to set up the scrum and they're saying, right, I need you to keep your height up and I need you to do this and you do that, and it's like. Do me a favour, mate. Go and stand over there for we scrum at you. Let the big boys get on with it. Um, so I, I just I find it very difficult. Um, for me, Genge is um, like every loose head, um, a borer. He likes to bore in regularly. Um, I think he was doing a lot of that this weekend. Um, I think Miller Mills came on because he was. You know, I think first things first. I don't think he was expecting to come on. At that point in time, I think there was a lot of things going through his head of, oh, right, okay, I'm going to have to do 70 minutes, um, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so I think there was a lot of things going through his head, and I think that just got into his head. So he wasn't, I don't think he was fully focused on it, because if you look at some of the some of the things he did in that small cameo appearance, um, he just was off his, off his game slightly. Where he... You know, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about the end of the game, but where where he came into it was when he came on at the second part of the his second appearance, when his, his real appearance uh, for Scotland. Um, I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, I think he did a very very a very very competent job. I think he, you know, let's let's say it out out there, he's no WP now. Um, but on the other side of things, 
Um, he's far better yes. around. Yeah, that's true. He's far better around the park, um, and you know turnovers, etc., were 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 a plenty with him. So I think he did a fantastic job. Hepburn, I think, is again. I think he's a secure. You know, he's someone who you can count on. He'll you'll go and do the basics well. Um, and he is quite active with Exeter Chiefs around the park, um, but he isn't. He's more of an Alan Dell than a than a um, a Pierre Schumann, so he's a he's 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 a smaller prop as such. Um, but um, I, th- I think he did a decent job. I think obviously Xander and and Schumann, you know, are absolutely fantastic, and 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 they do us proud every uh, every, every weekend. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about the Gungard, um uh, situation um, further down the line. But I, I think. From what we are, from what from what from what we are talking about, um, when we first, when these guys were first named in the squad, and we all went, well, we knew who I knew who Hepburn was, but I wasn't all that sure who Miller Mills was, and we're kind of all looking at each other, going, oh God, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I actually, I'm quite pleased that I've been proved wrong, um, and they're, and they're doing a decent job, um, and and. To be perfectly honest, I think, but just going back to your original question about um, uh, about Turner and Ashwin, um, what I I feel is that Ashwin, although younger, is a smarter hooker. I think, no disrespect to George Turner at all. I think he's a fabulous player, um, and he, but he is he does tend to take his brain out at times, um, and and just and he has no self self um, preservation. Um, thoughts at all, whereas I think Ashman ha- seems to know when to when to turn it on and when to, to when to back off. Um, however, he has a running style that looks like he's um, he's running on ice. Um, he seems to be he seems to be dancing river dance because it's all it's all leg movement and there's no upper body at all. Um, but uh, I, I I'm a huge Ewan Ashman fan, um, uh, and so I think it'll be I think George Turner does well starting. I think Ashman does well coming on. Um, he, he proves the difference, you know. Yeah, uh, Turner gives me sort of vague memories of Simone Favaro, who would <laughs> sort of yeah. tackle torpedo first. Um, right, Johnny, the sort of the last, the last quarter, right? So we, uh, Finnerso gets another penalty. How many? I think if he could last season, he's not on something like seventeen straight in a row. Uh, I think he's yeah, he's on, he's on quite a run. Yeah, um, Bath are really, uh, Bath are really happy about that. <laughs> but, you know, obviously, he's a better pitch. That's it. Um, test match, yeah. And it's, it's like I'd, I'd sort of praise Grant Gilchrist for his restart work, um, straight from the restart after the penalty. Can, can I interrupt you a second, Ian? Can I interrupt you a second on that? Sorry, actually, mate. Yes, so, okay. What are you gonna say? Oh, no, it's just uh, after I'd said he'd. Done good restart work. When I rewatched it, I'd noticed he'd fumbled one in the first half as well. But I think at this point he was like maybe four or five, um, and then there was another one. But have any through, of you seen any wrong, of have no no? Have you any of you? Oh, okay, I will do. You just sit there in your <laughs> wrongness and be wrong. Um, have, any of, coffee, no? <laughs> have any of you uh, seen the um, sky scanner stuff that are on oh, yes. Instagram? Yeah, yeah. There's one of Grant Kilchrist taking a ball at a kickoff. And if you, if any of you 
sit there and think that Grant Gilchrist is not a skilled rugby player. You need to go and watch that. That is, first of all, the Skyscanner stuff. I thought, I, I wasn't sure, I thought it was a fad, but actually it provides a phenomenal look into what the skill that he takes that ball. He's got full trust in his lifters. And I, I'll tell you, um, that takes some cojones, that's for sure, and and um, and some amazing skills. So I've got more, more and more. Uh, you know, I just wish he'd get up out of a rock a little bit quicker. That's all. You know, if 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 he would do so, that, I think Grand Kilkis would be a perfect second rower. So what we're going to say is that from the start of the tournament, uh, I was pretty wrong about Grant Gilchrist and you were pretty wrong about Scott Cummings because they were both fantastic on Saturday. And, I still think and Scott Cummings was, was ropey uh, against France. Like we, we have to hold our hands up to that. But I've been banging the drum for Scott Cummings for a long time. Um, I've been possibly not the most complimentary about Gilco for quite a long time. And you've consistently told me that he's great and I should sit there in my wrongness and be wrong, as you like to say. Um, but I think actually on Saturday, both of them were just two absolutely stellar performances from the second rows. I thought it was great. And I think uh, Sam Skinner did pretty well as well, to be honest. Oh, we could talk about that. In, uh, uh, I'll talk about that in, uh, <laughs> in Hands in the Rock, I guess. I think um, yeah, both Cummings and Gilchrist, ton of work. Uh, good stuff in the line out. Like, at one point, Chris Patterson said that Turner's arrows had been immaculate and I was like mm, that's him that's generous at best <laughs> um, there's a good one uh, Turner did an overthrow and then Cummings did a brilliant read to intercept uh, I think it was Genji tried to play it back um, but yeah yeah that was both. beautiful that oh, was Cummings say. interception was that so was good beautiful. I just like he just for a man his size to just appear and grab the ball out of the middle of the air I was just like I don't understand the physics behind that. I thought it was fantastic. That was brilliant. Yeah, I, I've got to see Johnny. That I have to pick up on that because that is one thing I can't. I, I don't know if anyone else is that's watching this or listening. Kind of went, eh? A proper Scooby Doo moment when he when he got the ball. It's like, how the hell did he get yeah. that? And then you see, it's, it's just same, like it's the same with the 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 two of Palotto pass to Hugh Jones um, for the first try. Um, all of us were kind of like, hang on a minute, what, wait, what, what, what happened there? Because Hugh Jones just appeared out of nowhere with his, with his dashing People good looks. People know he's there all the time. They yeah, quite a yeah. lot. Yeah. It's, uh, uh, just... you know, it's almost, he, he almost, he used the same, um, uh, the same, um, what's it, sleight of hand that he did to get himself a, a, a lucrative contract extension um, to uh, take the pass. <laughs> Um, so, uh, so we started off by saying that this is one time that Scotland had messed up a restart. F thankfully, we've reduced that. Uh, England's second try. Uh, I mean, is it uh, Also, he was just cutting about all over the shop. <laughs> like even though he came on as a winger, he popped up at, at, in probably in a sort of seven position. Could Scotland have done that better? Cameron Redpath's been accused of rock watching. Uh, do you think we'd switched off a wee bit by this point? I think possibly, Sorry, and really I think Cam Redpath. I, I think I think Cam Redpath probably was a little bit guilty there. He he's just maybe a half second slow to react. Having said that, he's coming at the very end of that game. He's had to go and have himself patched up already. 
we're nine points ahead. The game's basically over. In fact, we're more than nine points ahead of that point. The game, the game's basically over. And I think he, I think if if you were to ask him, he'd say he probably did switch off a little bit. Um, but that's that's us picking very small holes now. Obviously, if if it had been a closer game, would have been fuming. But I think if it was a closer game, he probably doesn't do that when he, when he did it. I I absolutely and utterly, by the way, refute everything that everyone says about Fair Waboso. Um the Welsh the Welsh international oh sorry no he's he's English. Um he uh have you have you got, checked if he's uh, qualified to play for England? Because I think we need to have uh, a serious well, I'm conversation. Have to, I'm about have to check. Well, he might be I'm wondering if he's qualified well, we have to, to play for Scotland. The telegraph. That's the... Uh, yeah, exactly. Um for me, um Anybody could have run that one in because we were slow at the we're slow at defence at folding round. Red Path has been hung out to dry by everyone else in the defensive line. He was trying to protect the side of a rock and he was trying to protect that gap. And Fair Fairwell also had the, the he saw the gap and he went for it and he and, and you know he had no absolutely no chance in defending that. I think he's been hung out to dry by the other Scotland players in defence um because there's no, you know, if if um, Red Path comes out to, to protect that gap that they'd already given, um, you've got, um, I'm trying to think who was this, the nine at that point in time. Um, George Horn. Was it? No, no, I'm talking about, was it Jack Danny Kerr or was it? Um, oh, Ben Spencer. Ben Spencer. Ben Spencer would have been out the ins- down the inside um, quite easily if he'd come out to try and protect Fair Wobble. Fair- so, uh, Fable Wilson's line. So I think um, Redpath has been hung out to dry on that one, unfortunately. Um, with uh, England's first try, I should know. The other thing that. worth remembering, by way, sorry, I think we should point this out is that Cam Redpath plays with Ben Spencer every week. So if if he's if he's posted up at that ruck, it's because he knows that if Ben Spencer gets half a chance, he's going to nip around the corner. Absolutely, absolutely. He's he's, he's playing what he knows. And he maybe he maybe could have been a little bit quicker to come over. And he might have he maybe could have spotted uh, Fayer Robosos line a little bit quicker. But what he's got in front of it in front of him is a scrum half that he plays with every week. And I guarantee he's thinking, I've seen him do this for the last thirty two weeks. If he gets half a gap, he's coming around the corner and he's pissed it up to stop that from happening. His teammates under so under resourced the ruck, and I'd be, I would if I was him, I'd be absolutely fuming about that try. Sorry, I've had a couple of beers. I'm getting a bit mouthy, Ian. I'm enjoying this Um, Conscious of time, you know what we'll do? We'll quickly rattle through some sort of player ratings because we've pretty much gone through the whole match or the important bits, uh, I think. Anything else we can chuck in at the end of the Patreon stuff? I forgot to mention at the start about Patreon. I'm new at this gig, all right, you know, and sometimes we waffle on. Yeah, um, so this goes out free. Um, but if you want um, to listen to more of this nonsense, you can pay, was it £3 a month? So I get you basic, £3 a basic month. access. £3 yep. a month. You also get access to uh, our Facebook page called the Hugh, Dance, uh, the Hugh Dan Fans community, which is like um, Hands in the Rock. And if you don't know what Hands in the Rock is, then you need to stay for Patreon, don't you? Right, cool. So that's all for that nonsense. £3, um, £3 a month. It's one of these. £3 a month. It's one of these in the budget. What pub are you going to? That was, that was a beer, <laughs> by the way. That was a beer. Sorry, for everyone on this mostly audio <laughs> format. Well, 
That's the issue with audio. Yeah. Um, In this audio right. format, I'm giving Johnny a, a, a gesture. <laughs> Don't worry, we can do plenty of gestures on Patreon and uh, also just use the words. <laughs> of. Um, right, so, like, we'll rattle through some play ratings. Uh, Craig, Peter Schumann, out of 10. I would say, I would say he will be... Come on, I was going to give him a ten because I love him, uh, and he smell his hair smells so nice, but he's cut it all off. Um, I think it's more. I think I'd probably go down the route of an eight. That's fine. Uh, I'd agree with that. Uh, Johnny George Sorrow. Uh, seven, mostly pretty good. Like you say, a couple of kind of slight overthrows, and yeah, like Craig said, a little bit of kind of disregard for his own safety. Maybe uh, put us in a couple of positions that we didn't necessarily need to be in. So a seven. Pretty solid, I think. That's, that's ridiculous. Every hooker for Scotland gets six out of ten. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that there's that wee bit more than Ross Ford. Don't you dare. Matthews, it'd be six tries per game. Um, yeah. Possibly more than that later. Uh, Xander, I'm going to go seven. Um, yeah, I one thing like uh, some of the scrummaging calls early. Oh, Craig, I should really bring you on this. Uh, so, first one, Scotland get. Uh, from where England scored to try, it was our put in early push called. Then later on, England gave away two in quick succession. Should that not have been a penalty, or, or do I misread the rules? No, it's it's a, again, and I'm going to have to say this. Unfortunately, it's referee. Um, uh, it's down to referee's discretion. What they will, they'll either give a couple of the referees can can give as many free kicks as they want. It's down to when they decide, actually, you know what, this, I'm getting pissed off. Sorry, I'm getting upset with this. Um, I, I'm fiddly D, this is terrible. Um, they will um, uh, They will then say, I'm having no, I'm, this is continuing too much, we're going to, next one's a penalty. So it's a, it's more of a, um, it's more of a discretionary thing. Um, but to be honest, that. The problem you have, and sorry, we're moving on, and you've, you've mentioned the, the front row. You started talking about the front row. I'll be here all night, Ian. Um, the issue you have this is... the free... least quick, quick player rating I've ever heard. Yeah. <laughs> you, the big issue you have is is, is uh, break foot, and you also have the early push. So those are things that, that, that are very inconsistent at the moment. That's what I'm saying. We'll, we'll, we'll go into this on a... We can have a patron-only special about this for all the front rummaging. row. Lots of the front row of uh, Craig Gilco. Gilco, how much are you giving Gilco? Eight, Gilco's going to get eight. Eight, eight out of ten because of the, the wee early fumble, Johnny. I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, Johnny McGinty, Scott Cummings, nine. I thought Scott Cummings, don't was you dare, don't you I dare, put was, Scott be... Cummings ahead of Gary Cookers. He's equal, or that's I thought, I thought. Let me explain. I thought not only did not only did he work really well in Scotland's line out, he made England's line out really, really difficult. And if anyone can explain to me how he made that intercept, how he got in that position, I'll happily take him down to an eight. But while while he's doing black magic, he gets a nine. He's the bigliest, trumpiest handed by a second rower I've ever seen. <laughs> he gets an eight. So but so does Gilco, or small hands, Gilco small hands mean you can delicately caress the ball. I have tiny hands. You know, they well, call me Mr. Brain Ball and Stephen, a ball, you know. um, It's true. That's um, true. But, uh, yeah. um, anyway, next. Um, <laughs> explain uh, explain uh, how he got the interceptor. I'll knock him down. 
Richie, uh, Richie, I might just give a six. Seven, seven, oh, seven. No, no, you can give a six. That's fine. No. He's in good company. Uh, Rory Darge, Craig. I have to say, Darge was. Um, I'm not going to say mediocre. I'm going to say he wasn't. He did his job incredibly well. That so well that he wasn't as noticeable as he has been. Yeah. I was gonna say, I think he's still rusty, he's doing his defensive stuff well, but yeah, he's still we, we, we have to, we have mm. issues, now, and we'll probably talk about this in the next part because we're not one. Uh, Finn Russell, I think, has scared everyone, um, and they're not going fishing for the ball, um, because they don't want to be called out by Finn Russell at the end of uh, with uh, <laughs> with um, being interviewed at the end of the day. Not being as great as Finn Russell. Uh, Johnny uh, Dempo. Oh, God. Uh, seven. I think he he was quieter than he has been, uh, but he had a couple of really important choke tackles late in the game where he held up English runners and got us the ball back. I thought he went... I thought he went forward pretty much every time he had the ball. He was he was still the, he was still the carrier that we expect when he got the chance. He just didn't maybe get as many chances as usual, and some of his defensive work was was great. But it just it wasn't his all time top performance. I'll give him a seven. Just uh, Craig Ben White. Ben White. I have to say, um, for yeah, I would say he's probably a six for me. Uh, Finn Russell, I'm going to give uh, eight million. Um, because nice. Finn Russell, <laughs> um, uh, eight. I don't think eight's eight's not too generous. But I'd say nine. Yeah, I mean, give him a nine. That, that kick to do because the thing is, we you have no, to factor it down as well. The first half as well. Yeah. You so have I to factor in that he's now also making all the decisions, and he's decided what we do yeah. when we kick when we kick for posts. When we kicked the corner, and, and I think his decision making was questioned after France, and I think it was noticeably better at the weekend. I don't think and, nine is too generous. And he's place kicking as well, you know. He's got a lot mm. to teach Garbisio all about. Uh, <laughs> Duhan, Duhan, be 10. <laughs> ten. Um, <laughs> the only person to ever score a hat trick for Scotland in the Calcutta Cup gets a ten. Yeah, maybe even the only person for, to um, ever score a hat trick and then get a yellow card for Scotland definitely gets a ten. I still get. A he, get he get yeah. he gets a nine because he said he loves playing for England, and it was actually a miss a miss talk when he was being interviewed. Oh no! But then then he gets a ten because he said, "I just wake up in the morning when we were playing them and I feel like scoring tries," which is one of the greatest quotes <laughs> of all time. Okay, we'll give him ten. Right, ten. Um, Sioni eight. I'd say eight's pretty fair um, for Sioni. Yeah. His meters after we're going to miss his meters after contact. Um, yeah, he's such a good all-round player. I mean, I was, I've, I've totally turned a corner on him. I thought he was a flat track bully. I mean, like everyone looked terrible at the Warriors with Danny Wilson in charge, but he's just <laughs> fantastic. And also, especially when I said he was number twelve and Sam Johnson should be playing there, I take it all back. I'm sorry, Sioni. Uh, please don't kill me. Oh, um, Hugh Jones. <laughs> I'll, I would great. I would be quite happy to give Hugh Jones a seven. Right, take Swain. Uh, Kyle Steen. I'd have gone higher than that, but that's it. Right. 
Kilstein. I think he was quiet through no fault of You gave Cummings more than than Grant Gilchrist. You will sit there and listen to me give Hugh Jones a seven. <laughs> you will. Yeah, I think I think Kilstein was was quiet and it wasn't his fault. And I'm and I'm raging because I expected England to key on and key in on two hands so much that Stain would have a big day and I put him in my fantasy team and I'm fuming. Well, them's the breaks. As I hate that phrase. I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm sorry to myself more than anything. I'm sorry to everyone who's listening. Um, Blair Kinghorn, uh, great first take. Very quiet, but again, because we didn't have the ball. Uh, I, don't know, I think the best thing you can say about Blair Kinghorn is that we didn't speak about him very much all game, which is when you're a fullback on a team that's not getting the ball very much, kind of ideal, to be honest. I think he did really, really well for, for the things he had to do. I don't think, I don't think he made any mistake in the things he was asked to do, I think he did. He did really well, and and it's it's kind of to his benefit that we didn't have to speak about him very much. <laughs> you know, if Hugh Jones wants to really to go and play for a French club, listen to what what uh, what um, uh, Blair Kinghorn can do because he knows what he's doing when it comes. He plays for too long. I can't. I still can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, 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 have you anyway. heard the news? Right, well, we'll quickly go through the replacements. Ashwin, I'm going to give about seven. Uh, I thought, see that knock on at the end. Um, I thought it was a bit sloppy, um, but he did hold. He did hold up for the last, um, the last turnover. Well, Hepburn, Miller, Mills. Who I thought to them about seven. Skinner, six, seven. Don't know. Six. All right, cool. Christie, seven. Seven. Yeah, I like Christie. Um, yeah, George Horn. George Horn was. He wasn't George Horney, but he, I thought he kicked better than Ben White. Um, thought he gave yes. a bit, bit more contestable. Uh, seven, cool. Okay. Seven, aye. Yeah, yeah. Any complaints? Not good. Ben Healy was on for like two minutes, so that doesn't go yeah. for him. Um, right, so we'll quickly go through the news before we go to Patreon stuff. Um, obviously, some crappy news about uh, Darcy Graham, uh, who we had initially hoped would be back for England. Uh, Craig, how sucks? How much does it suck to be an Edinburgh fan to know that Darcy Graham might not play again this season? It's uh, it's difficult because we've been we've been through we've been here before in so Scotland. Um, I think it's uh, you know it's it, it's something that's been bugging him for some time. Um, you know we, 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 he's been on and off injured for the last few while, so I'm hoping he's not. Going to have to get himself a, a shaman to come in and start talking to him like uh, Gavin Easton. Uh, Gavin Easton, what am I talking about? Um, so I've Adam had too many beers. Adam Hastings. Um, so honestly, I'm gutted. Um, he's a phenomenal player for um, uh, for Edinburgh. Um, I really do hope that he gets back to fitness and then he gets he gets to go and play in France for a couple of years to make the make the coin so he can retire and. Uh, Get a new hip. I, I just he's he is. I think it's it's a it's a it's te- it's not very good for Scotland, um, but it's absolutely catastrophic for um, uh, for Edinburgh. You know, yeah, especially this time of the season when you know we're getting towards the playoff time. Um, yeah. Now, Johnny uh, Craig, obviously with his earlier comment there um, regarding Mister Huge Ones. Now the rumours were that he was off to France. He was, he would be jetting off. I mean, it's Midi Olympique. It's not just some rag that's saying this. Yes. Yeah. 
you know, established publications suggesting that uh, Montpellier was his like destination, possibly Bayonne, who he had previously been. Uh, I think he'd even signed the contract, but then they get relegated, so he get canned. However, in a sudden twist that Agatha Christie would be proud of, um, Hugh Jones has signed a contract extension with Glasgow Warriors. Uh, he'll be here for another yeah. two years. Johnny, how much joy does that fill you with uh, on a scale am, of one to eight hundred million? Um, over eight hundred million, I think. Uh, we spoke about it earlier. Siori seems to just know where Hugh Jones is without having to hear or see him. They've got some sort of telepathic understanding going on. It's been massively successful for Glasgow for a couple of seasons. We're seeing it working out with Scotland in this. Six Nations. I think if we can get two more years of them playing like that, we'll be happy boys all around. So yeah, I am. I'm ecstatic. Uh, <laughs> it's. I don't understand because obviously Montpellier would be a lot more money for him. But if he's happy and he's enjoying himself and the the rugby that him and Tuipulotu are playing and the rest of Glasgow are playing is is bringing him joy, then roll on two more years of it. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, he said he's um. Statement uh, after signing the contract, he's got a win on the way in about five weeks. You know, he's happy here. He thinks he likes playing under Franco. He thinks Glasgow can turn into one of the top teams in Europe. Um, it's one of those lovely occasions where taking comfort over maybe just the last couple of bucks. I'm sorry, the SRU have been absolutely and utterly rogered. If I you know the- what I was worried about, well, I was worried that we were going to get. Shot at him, and then we'd get some Edinburgh reject. Hey, listen, the, SR, the SRU, whoever negotiated that deal, needs to be given taken outside and given a good kick. Because as far as I'm concerned, well, we're, if, we're using listen, all the money that we've got from getting rid of Pinghorn, aren't we? Yeah, I was going. Hang on, I'm just. The thing is, it's like I'll, I'm over the moon that he's staying for Glasgow. That's great. We're keeping the we're keeping the two uh, Hugh Apollo together. That's fabulous. But he's kind of gone into into the SIU and went, look, I can go over here. It's it's negotiation 101. And they've gone, oh, don't go here. Have some more money. It's like, come on. Uh, anyway. You need, you need to keep your prize assets. Um, yeah. And Hugh Jones is one. And Blair King Bird isn't. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? Uh, right, so then... <laughs> said you have to keep your prize assets. Hugh Jones is one. Blair King Bird isn't. Yeah, okay. Well, I'm sure that Hugh Jones did incredibly I'm well. Sure at we can, I'm sure we anyway. can discuss this more foul mouthedly later on. And possibly Johnny might have his hands in the ruck. Um, so we, we have gone over time. Uh, tenants Premier semi final on this weekend. Hoyt v Kelso, Marvy Curry. Um, any other news? Anyone? No, good. No, I don't know. Don't think so. Jamie Dobie's uh, extended at Glasgow as well. Yes, um, four years. Nice one. And it's not even mm-hmm. was it, well. I just saw that it said four years on Twitter. I've not read the whole thing, but usually it's the extended super duper contract, uh, kind of pattern. Yeah, I think that is uh, what he said. Yeah, sweet. Uh, and cool. Dan so, McFarlane will be coming on his way back to Scotland too because he's uh, mm-hmm. a son of bring back Vern boy. Right. Uh, <laughs> cool. right. So I think that is us for the main pod. Um, thank you for bearing with me. I hope I've not been the worst host with the least um, yeah thanks for listening uh, obviously if you're sticking a bit for Patreon we're going to like take a wee break in that uh, thank you very much to Johnny McGinty and Craig Manson for joining me and helping me here um, 
I hope, I hope we've all had a, a, a gay old time in the Flintstone sense. Or whatever sense you like. <laughs> you know, I don't judge. Um, cheers and good night, Johnny, Craig. Bye, all. See you all. Bye, all.